The gospel reading today comes from Luke chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. Listen for the word of the Lord. Soon afterwards, Jesus went on through one town and village after another, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. Twelve were with him, the twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, whom had seven demons gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's sister, Chaza and Susanna, and many others who ministered to them out of their own resources. When a large crowd was gathering, as people were coming to him from town to town, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on a path and was trampled on. The birds of the air ate it up, and some fell on rock, and some grew up, but it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns, and as the thorns grew with it and choked it, and some fell into good soil. And when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As he said this, he called out and said, If you have ears to hear, then hear. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus came from a small town. So he knew about farmers. And he tells stories about farmers. Even when we hear the start of this story, we know the term farmer brings up certain stock images in our imaginations, right? Probably some character who looks a lot like that guy from American Gothic, you know, that Grant Wood painting? The guy with the long, lean face of stern austerity, holding a pitchfork, and his face really kind of looks like a pitchfork, stern and sharp and, and a little bit menacing. A farmer went out to farm, and something like that comes into our imagination. And when Jesus says that, we say, yeah, we know the type. But there's another image to consider. I was driving along the interstate in the the rural part of Minnesota. Off to the right of the interstate, there was this huge hay field, uh, and, and there were hay bales a hundred yards long covered with plastic. And the farmer had uh, spray painted a sign on his hay bales. He wanted a message to be given to the people driving past. And the words read, without farmers, right now you would be hungry, naked, and sober. <laughs> A farmer went out to farm and give a message, you know, Banksy and overalls. So when you picture Jesus Farmer, picture somebody with some creativity, not American Gothic. Maybe you'd rather see this farmer more like Kathy Bates in Fried Green Tomatoes. The car zips in ahead of her in the parking space. She was waiting. The young girls say, face it, lady, we're younger and faster. And she gets that crazy look on her face and rams into their car six times. And they say, what are you doing? She says, face it, girls, I'm older and better insured. A farmer went out to farm and starts out kind of normal, but then gets that Kathy Bates look on his face. 
planting seeds all across the field, but then there's more seeds. So planting seeds uh, all across the yard, and there's more seeds. So all across the driveway, and then the farmer just keeps going out onto the road and down on the interstate and into town, planting on every main street, side street, and off street, and then driving up West Long Lake Road and planting right on through all that construction zone and onto the front lawn of the Kirk in the Hills. Can you see the parable of somebody who's just crazy with spreading seeds? This parable starts out slow and predictable. A farmer went out to farm, and it ends up with us saying, Look out! There's a farmer on the loose! And when the news crew arrives to interview the farmer, you can hear what that farmer would simply say. The farmer would say, You never know! where something might grow. How does one describe this farmer? A wild-eyed optimist or just plain bull goose loony? This farmer knows the number one duty of a good farmer is to get seeds to grow. It's not that this farmer has an overdeveloped sense of responsibility. It's that this farmer has an underappreciated sense of possibility. And this farmer is Jesus' parable for helping us to think about God. God is like this, going out into the world and spreading seeds all over the place with, with, with expectations of superabundance that somewhere, somewhere, this seed will take root and grow. As if to say in this parable, grow your expectations. Expect more. Expand your vision of what is possible. Intensify your efforts and expect a miracle of overflowing, abounding, superabundant life. Your life is overflowing with the possibilities that God gives to you. And yes, of course, we all know there's been plenty of times in our life when God has spread seeds in our lives and, and we have just plain let them wither up or someone criticizes something and so we, we just kind of fade and, 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 and fail. But, but in this passage, it says you have to be willing to fail big to win big. So look at this parable again. In the good soil, for every one of the seeds that hits the space where it's going to grow, it grows a hundredfold, a hundredfold. Can you imagine putting money in the stock market and having it grow a hundredfold? This is astounding. It's exponential hyperbolic success. And that is the parable of Jesus. Jesus talks in parables, according to Dutch theologian Edward Skillebex, because he takes everyday situations where we think we know how the world works, and then Jesus shocks us with these crazy stories that, that take these turns that open up new possibilities of what may happen in the world. Jesus himself is a parable that discloses the possibilities that God gives to us. It's an invitation to each and every one of us to look at our own lives in a new way. So think about for a moment just how many seeds God has thrown your way that have withered and died. You had opportunities 
and you just let the crows of criticism gobble them up. But also ask yourselves how many times God has planted some seeds in you and something caught and something grew and, and, and it yielded a thousand times of what was given to you. Things have sprouted in your life that have been profound and it was a gift of God that gave it its beginning. It's shocking the amount of love and grace that God has thrown our way as God spreads seeds in our lives. And the only question is, what next? What will God do next? And what will we do, do next to respond? Jesus doesn't tell us what to do. Jesus gives us this shocking story and then points to God and looks at us to ask, so how will this story shape your story. Vincent van Gogh did a painting, The Sower. It's on the cover of your bulletin. Take a look at it. The Sower uh, is, is van Gogh's creation. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see this painting in a museum, please do. Uh, it, it draws people like a magnet. That sun is so powerful and beautiful in the midst of that greenish sky. It draws people like a magnet. And when you see that picture, I want you to lean in real close close because what you're going to see is Van Gogh was experimenting with pointillism at this time the little bitty dots little bitty dots that make up the make up the picture and and and, and so this sower sowing seeds himself looks like he was made up of seeds i think vincent was making a joke in this picture a profound joke we know it's true that we're made up of the seeds that God gives us to plant in our world. Seeds of love and grace and forgiveness and hope and healing and justice, compassion and joy. A farmer went out to farm and now we're the farmers and we have all these seeds to sow. So go, plant, grow, take risks in the name of love. Don't be afraid to plant those seeds on the road, in the, in the brambles, in the bushes, in the, in, in, in the strange places, because you never know where something might grow. Spread God's seeds everywhere. Something good will happen. Expect that some won't grow. Don't expect to be successful all the time, but... But when it does happen, you never know what might grow or how long it might grow. You know the story maybe of the woman who came into the grocery store. She went to the produce section. She finds a, a stock clerk and asks if she could buy a half a head of lettuce. The young clerk is dumbfounded, shuffles off to find the manager in the back of the store, not realizing the woman's following him. He finds the manager and he says in exasperation, I've got this crazy old lady out there who wants to buy a half a head of lettuce. With the shocked look of the manager, he realizes the woman's behind him, and quick as a whip, he turns and says, and thank the Lord this wonderful woman wants to buy the other half. We make mistakes in life, but we have words of grace that can redeem those mistakes we've made. Have you planted those seeds of redemption and forgiveness? 
Are we spreading with our words the message of God's grace and love, the hope and healing that our seeds, that we are empowered to have and to spread? We have words of faith can, that can reinterpret life to help people see the graceful possibilities that are out there. So when someone around you says something harsh, you have the power to plant seeds with your words to reinterpret that situation and maybe just turn someone's life around. Never underestimate how far or how long our acts of grace may last. My family has a, a little pasture in Illinois. The road out in front had a really steep hill on it and the road commissioner 50 years ago decided to knock the top of the hill down and, and put it in the gully so it wasn't such a steep, uh, a steep incline. But he left the sides of the road steep and exposed to erosion. My father happened to mention to me that the daylilies in our front yard were a good plant for erosion control, and I was seventh, in seventh grade, a Boy Scout environmentalist, and so I transplanted a few of those daylilies. Believe me, I was not into what you would call hard work, so I didn't transplant that many, but I did transplant a few and those lilies have been naturalizing and spreading now for 50 years. And when I go back in the middle of the summer, the whole hillside is deep orange flowers of the daylilies. I feel like the Johnny Appleseed of daylilies. The soil's more stable, and the unexpected consequence is that all this beauty is there for every car that passes by. So what deeds have you done? What words have you shared? What unexpected, unanticipated consequences have happened because you have spread your seeds of faith and grace? As you keep planting those seeds, can you imagine how it spreads over time and how long it may endure? I went with... Uh, Tamara, uh, when, when she lived in Houston, uh, she took me to a church called Ecclesia. Ecclesia in Greek means church. So when I saw the sign Ecclesia Church, I thought, hmm, church, church. This must be serious church. And I was amazed at that congregation because they thought the values that they experienced in their church were so beautiful, they wanted those values to spread. So they planted another church, and it grew. And then they planted a, another church in a warehouse uh, 20 miles away, and it grew. And these plantings didn't make the, the first church any less weak. It made it stronger because they all had this relationship of sharing these values and knowing that what they were doing was important and growing and spreading. It's like Jesus says, if you love your life, give it away. And isn't that what Kirk in the Hills is doing in our support of Kirk West? And in our work in Pontiac? And in teaching in the Sunday school and the youth group? God has filled us with so many seeds of superabundant possibility 
but it's up to us to recognize the seeds we've been given and to keep on planting those seeds of hope. Today's parable is an invitation, a joyful invitation to think more broadly about how and where we can plant our seeds of faith. Because the world needs the kindness, the compassion, the hope that our faith contains. And we have more potential than we admit, potential to grow that hope, that love, that justice, that grace. The world needs us to reimagine ourselves about how many more seeds we can plant. Take risks, be willing to fail, fail extravagantly, knowing that the ones that stick will grow a hundredfold. Why do we do this? Because God is the one who has sown those seeds of hope in us. God has this passion for life, and that passion for life has been planted in us, and now that passion for life can be planted through us as we sow our seeds of hope. Nothing stops God from spreading those seeds everywhere, and God's story is now our story. We have these seeds to spread. The only question is, how and where will we spread those seeds? God says to us and to the world, grow your expectations. Take those risks. Be willing to fail. Expand your vision and plant the possibilities and see, see what will grow. After all, it's like that crazy farmer said in Jesus' parable, uh, you never know where something might grow. Amen.